Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Finally, the program, the run home with Joel and Fletch, and you can catch up on everything you've missed so far. Bears head live from Vegas. We spoke with him. Sox review of the first day of the first test between Australia and New Zealand. I, I had some mean tweets as well relating to my top eight. We might try and get the top eight of our next guest as well. Very, very sharp when it comes to rugby league. And I'm pleased to say he's going to be a big part of the SEN League network. Proud to announce that Todd Carney will be doing, doing stuff with the SEN League during the year, including this Sunday, a Vegas watch party with Scotty Sattler from 4pm. And joining us now is the man, Toddy Carney, on the line. G'day, mate. Hey guys, how you going? Here he is. He's here. Here he's he is. Uh, here I am. Joining here the SN League stable, and he's going to be there with a watch party with Scotty Sattler. Mate, I can't believe they've done this to you. We've tried to get you to SN League for a while now, and the first assignment they give you is with one S Sattler, please. Yeah, I done my first thing within another week, and it went really well. And yeah, I got a late late call up last night to turn up on Sunday, so. Um, Mr. Fixit, here I come. <laughs> hey, tell us about your career, Toddy. Like, just great. We're talking about it before, Socky and I. Just so great to watch and just a natural talent. We talked about, yeah, that strong Shaminda. You know, you want everyone to have that that strong rump. But mm. you came from Goulburn. Were, were you a star? And I don't want you to be humble here, but were you always a star as a kid? No, not really. I, um, I actually talked to the boys at my school about it now, the kids I coach that. I had to work quite hard. Um, cause when I was growing up, I played for the Goulburn Stockman and, and our team, we went through from, I think under sixes, right through to under 16s undefeated. So obviously we had some quality players and not a lot of them went on to, to bigger and better things, but I was always, obviously my dad was the coach. I was the, the favorite, but, um, I had to work hard from about 14. I started to not slow up, but, um, Obviously, my old man wanted me to, to try and be better and, and get better. So um, I had to work really hard and it paid off as time went on, obviously. Um, but definitely wasn't a standout because we had a really good team. I made like the rep teams and stuff, but um, never never a full standout because we had a really good team. So the answer to that is probably not. Tell me, your, your debut was a 17-year-old, which is you know these days quite young. Do you remember that time and when you were told and who told you you were about to play first grade? Matty Elliott, one of my one of, one of my obviously my all time yeah. favourite coaches because of, of of what he what he delivered for me. He gave me a childhood dream, not just uh, not just a debut. It was a childhood dream. I, I was a passionate Raiders fan from a four year old to since I knew what rugby league was. Um, and yeah, I do remember the time he told me, and obviously the week of straight away, obviously two thousand four. You know who you're playing the Bulldogs and the the likes of Mason. O'Neilly, oh. Price, Willie Talao, Willie Tonga and stuff. I'm just, as you said, a 17-year-old <laughs> and not knowing where I play because I, I come off the bench and at that time we had Mark McLinden, um, I think Andrew McFadden. So we had we had stable halves. So, like, I was, it was a lucky dip where I went on because I remember that year, the 2003 preseason, uh, we had a trial against the Bulldogs and um, I, I went on the centres and marked Willie Talao. Um, so I didn't know where I was going to play. So I do remember it. Um, I got a fair bit of game time. 
Uh, I still remember Mace just running at me and every time he'd, <laughs> I'd tackle him or, or half tackling as you call it, was he'd get up and go, I'm going to keep coming all night. And it's funny, I see Mace all the time and we always laugh about it. That Obviously, that's what rugby league is. You, you remember those moments and um, the moments that you remember forever. 2004, I'm just doing some maths here. 2004, you make your debut, you're 17. I reckon most kids fall in love with the game or fall in love with the player when they're about 11. So that takes you back to maybe, uh, let's call it 1998. Mm. Who was the star Raider that you were following back in those days? Oh, oh, as a Raiders fan growing up, obviously Ricky Stewart, Laurie Daly, yeah. Jason Croker because he lives, he's from Crookle, yep. um, <clears throat> Brett Mullins. But obviously always, I always love Andrew Johns. Um, I, I always love watching him in the backyard. I was Andrew Johns mm. or Darren Lockyer, things like that. And to play against, get to play against them, the back end of their careers was obviously special. But yeah, as a camera kid, you can't go past them. the names of Mullins, Daly and Stewart. Well, Jai's uh, just texted in, Todd. He said, uh, bullshit, Todd. You were a star <laughs> at 15 and 16 and ripped us up at Penrith SG Ball. So you're, you're telling us a few furfies. But <laughs> yeah. you, you talked about some of your illustrious career, mate. You, um, you know, uh, up against Todd Carney. Uh, you were named Rookie of the Year. You played in the grand final for the Roosters. You've won a daily M. You played for Australia. Is there... Is there anything that sticks out in your mind over this, you know, illustrious career that you go, wow, that was that that that's that was something special? Um, obviously the 2010 season was a special one. After having a year off in 2009, I had I had I guess I had a point to prove to myself, obviously to the game, and then turning up to the Roosters to be told to play fullback. And the year I had. Um, uh, like obviously you look back on it and you think if you had a year like 2010 every year, you wonder where you would be. Um, but yeah, just all of it's special because obviously growing up as a Cambridge Goulburn in Goulburn wanting to play for the Raiders, I got to do that. And then to move on to a club like the Roosters and, and, and spend some really good years there and, and, and play some really good football. Then to go into Cronulla and play with the likes of Paul Gallen. Um, there was a big reason why I went there. Um, so all of it was special because f- from a young age, all I wanted to do was play footy yeah. and I got to do that. Um, obviously we know the, 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 the downfalls that I've had throughout my career, but if I always look back on it now, when I talk to people about it is yes, there was some disappointing times, but my good times were outweighed the bad by so by, by a country mile. It's, um, so yeah, it was just like, for me, it was one was enough. A hundred was um, was 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 crazy, and then to, to go on to play two hundred and something professional games over two over two um, Super League and NRL was um yeah it was just really special and um yeah it was it was great um it was a it was a lifelong dream childhood dream that I lived out. Toddy, we, we all know your story, and we we got no interest in going down down the negative times and, and your and your career, which you, you play for Australia, and you know grand final dally and all those sorts of things. But if you had to, um, I, I find that the NRL is doing a lot for players. Um, and, and at the end of the day, sometimes kids, and they say the young male adult brain doesn't develop to mid twenties. What can we do? Like, like, do you, are we doing enough as a game? Like, I kind of feel like we are. But what do you think? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, mate. I think the game is is definitely doing enough. Obviously, as you said before, the start of the thing at seventeen, you won't play NRL now. It's just yep. not possible. Yep. Like you've got to go through exemptions and stuff like that. 
And while I played at 17 and I was in the dressing room at 16 with, with like the guys I just mentioned, the guys that I looked up to as a kid, for them to try and grow up and be like them at that age, yeah. I was – and then obviously with my, I guess, I don't know, just – how I was was probably not a great mix, um, and the, which which led to a few of the things. But I think the game definitely is. Obviously, it's society. So yep. um, when players do stuff up, it's around alcohol. We know that. Um, can you eliminate it? No, because there's only a small percentage of us that can't handle it. Um, there's always going to be a case that comes up during pre-season, off-season, um, during the season. Um I guess the one thing I always say is when the bloke that, that does get in trouble, when he first has a beer, he doesn't say to himself, I'm going to go out and wreck, wreck my whole career tonight. Yep. It just happens. Like it's, it happens in the blink of an eye and we all wake up the next morning and go, I wish that never happened. Well, yes, that's right. But mm. we still put ourselves in that position because it's, it's what happens around the game. We love it's, it's we, um, obviously the days of um, train hard, drink hard has gone yep. and play hard, but we there's still downtime. Like I'm sure the boys in Vegas would have enjoyed a night out together when they first arrived there. They'll play tomorrow, on Sunday night and they'll enjoy a beer together. That's what that's what it's about. Toddy, if something does pop up, they're not going out to, to harm themselves no. or harm the game. It's just, it's just it's just a negative thing that happens. It happens in in every walk of life. It could it happens in businesses um, anywhere anywhere. Yep. Toddy. Uh, we're so wrapped up in the show because a lot of our listeners are similar de- demographic to the three of us. And, mate, I reckon they'd love to hear your story. And I read somewhere that you were off the source. And if that's true to be the case, mate, I'd, I'd be fascinated and, and love you to share the story with your listeners, how you arrived at that point, and also to how hard was that journey to get to where you are now? Yeah, so last Saturday was my twelve-month sobriety birthday. Well done, oh, mate. Well done, mate. Um, that is a great achievement. And 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 I can, like, when my partner, my partner took me out for dinner last Friday because I was in New Zealand for that match fit game on the weekend, and I sort of didn't want to make a big fuss about it, but she sort of sort of said to me, "I want to make a fuss about it because you, you haven't just changed your own life; you've changed." obviously hers and, and my two kids yeah. um, because they don't have to worry about me anymore. They don't have a, a stress when I walk out the door to go for a beer. Yep. And not like I said before, I wasn't going out there to harm myself and no. I, there was nothing going wrong, but I was like, that was, she was scared at times. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess well, a bit over 12 months ago now, obviously I, I made the decision to, to get help um, and nothing bad had happened. I just woke up one morning and, it was sort of over the, the, a period of two months before, prior to that. Uh, every time I'd have a beer or, or whatever, I would wake up the next morning and, and wouldn't be comfortable with how I felt. Yep. Um, which led to me uh, always being doubtful when I was going to have a beer. So I'd, I was that person that could have six months off it, but then six months and one day I was back into a drinking and mm. uh, and carrying on. Um. And one was never enough, and hundred was too, never too many. Yeah. Um, so there, that morning I woke up and uh, I rang my partner and my sister, and was my sister lives on the Gold Coast, and she, I just told them that I think that it's time for me to, to get help, and they said, oh, what do you mean? Like, because obviously they sort of knew, but they wanted me to say it, and I just said, I think it's time. I, I want to give up alcohol, and I feel I can do it myself, but I want to do it 
differently where I've never done before. I want to check myself into rehab. So I, I rang around some places. I got in contact with some people that are, that are really high up in that area. And they pointed me to a place at Gympie. Um, so I checked in for 30 days, which could have been three months, depending on what the people wanted in there. If, if after 30 days, I didn't feel like, f- think I was comfortable to come out, I would stay for the three months, which I was willing to do. Uh, my work was really good about it. So after 28 days, um, I had my meeting to either stay on or go home. And um, I guess it was a relief that for me, I knew that if I had to stay three months, I was willing to do that. Mm. But it was a relief on the 28th day that one of the facilitators in there said to me, goes like, your challenge now is when you leave here. So we're happy for you to leave and go out there and experience it. So from then on, I had to do 90, 90 AA meetings in 90 days, which was a challenge wow. because I'd done AA meetings in there. Um, but when I had to get out, I had to go on my own. I wasn't going with a group of other people. Um, so it was a, it was a tough journey because I, I, like, I guess people that are naive and stubborn around, I never thought I was an alcoholic because I wasn't a daily drinker. I was just someone that binge drink and yep. um, enjoyed it too much. Um, so for me to go in a room and, and sit around and say my name's Todd and I'm an alcoholic was, was very uncomfortable, especially when I was on my own and driving around the Gold Coast, going into AA meetings with his hat pulled down. And I just had a bloke come up to me one day and goes, lose the hat. He goes, like, we don't mind who you are. Um, we're all here for the same reason to – to, to get rid of the demon, like the, the dreaded thing of alcohol. And so it's been a really good journey. Um, I guess now for me, I'm comfortable with going to places. Like um, I don't, I don't sort of envy people to drink. I, um, I go there and be around them instead of staying for, for hours on end. I, I leave after I'm ready and um, send a message to the people that, that are close to me that would be there and say, if you need a lift, I can happy to pick his up and always check in on him the next morning just to make sure. Because I guess at the age of who I am and my mates are now, they see me with how I've gone in the last 12 months and how much my life's changed. They're starting to second guess themselves a little bit and I'll never be the bloke that pushes don't drink, don't drink yep. because um, – I enjoy people around it. I still enjoy pe- being around people that, that drink. Um, I was just one of the small percentage that that got carried away and um, things happened when I drank. It was either stupid things, which was a lot of the time. Um, so, yeah, it's been a big change, obviously. Like I said, the, the biggest change for me is, is how I am around my family, um, the, the comfortability they have with me and knowing that I can go do things. Um, and then just obviously opportunities like, for instance, this for like, for me to get a radio gig, um, it's not by coincidence. It's because I've put myself out there to obviously spoke on James Graham's podcast, um, things like that and, and made it vocal. Like, like I said, I won't push the point of people not to drink, but I'll push it to say that if you are one of the people that wakes up and you struggle with how you feel after it, like reach out to someone. I'm happy to, for people to reach out to me because it's it's a, it's a scary time and and the last thing I want people to do is is hide behind it and then get so deep into it that it leads to mental health staff or it can it leads to them just to be continuously drinking day in day out. So it's um yeah it's it's been it's been a different journey but um something that I'm I'm really proud of um. Because 12 months ago, I didn't think I'd be sitting in the positions I am uh, through work and through family and 
and then just through obviously myself and Mark had a reflection day last Saturday after it and when I was obviously 12 months and I, I, I guess I gave myself a pat on the back because I deserved it um, because it's been a tough journey like my partner doesn't know and people don't know around me that it, I still have shit days where it's like mm. oh fuck I've got to I've got to read some books or stuff like that so it's it's it was definitely wasn't easy but the easier sides are coming that the uh, because obviously I'm so open about it um, because. For me, I know I'll never. Oh, well done. Again. I'll never, yeah. yeah. Socky, the board's lit yeah. up. And and, uh, and and sometimes the best gifts come badly wrapped. The same I say all the time. But, Toddy, what, what you've probably done for a lot of listeners who might have been on the precipice of thinking, you know what, if it's good enough for Todd Carney to do it, mate, you should be very proud of what you've achieved there. Yeah, it's, it's you know. And that's right, yeah. Like, I'm I'm a big believer of it. That the, like, for me, I know life's is for a little bit when I finished footy, I thought my life was not over, but like, what's next? Mm. Like I've got a, a beautiful three-year-old son now that, that, that uh, I give everything to. And um, for him to experience his life now with his, with me not being a drinker, it will change his life. And if he wants to drink when he's old enough, that's fine, but he won't be brought up around it. Um, but yeah, for people that, that are listening, if you are that person, uh, reach out to your best mate or jump on the hotline, ring someone, just, Put your voice out there because who knows, you might be sitting there in 12 months' time after listening to me tonight, today, and go, you could you could reap the, the benefits or the – not so much, it's not benefits, it's just life changes because you don't have that dreaded uh, cloud over your head from, from alcohol. Yeah, well, it takes a lot of uh, courage, Toddy, and, it, and it's great to hear someone so candid, you know, and talk about their problems and their issues, mate, and – We've got a message in from Cam. It says, Sugar Todd's chat with James Graham a few months ago, and you mentioned it. Todd was outstanding. Uh, I recommend to the listeners to listen. I handed it to my 13-year-old set of headphones, made him listen to it, taken a lot out of it. The clean your car moment, which we won't ruin, uh, is a beauty with Brian Smith is one that stood out. Yeah, uh, the listeners got to get around that too as well. Uh, Toddy, unfortunately, we ran out of time, mate. We could have you in here for days, mate. Mm. Outstanding chat. Yeah, no, thank you. And we're going to get you more of you because you are, of course, uh, the SEN League team member now, and you've got the watch party with Scotty Sattler on Sunday to get around Vegas. Quick tip, who are you tipping to win the first two? Uh, I said in the car, but I think Manly win and Roosters win. Yeah, okay. All right. And what about overall yeah. for the season? Who do you see lifting the trophy? Ah. Uh, I like Penrith again, wow. even though they didn't ah. win the other night. I, I like I, – I, the worst away, the confidence clear he's playing with, even yeah. just that game the other night. I think he'll he'll um, steer him there again. But, yeah, there's some teams looking good. Obviously, Roosters have obviously now, I think with a year with the um, Brandon and Hooker, um, Keery and um, Walker together, I think that they'll be hard to beat too. But yeah, it's, I think it's anyone's. It's going to be a good one. Uh, Toddy Carney, thanks for joining the run home with Joel and Fletch. We're Socky here, and we'll hear more of you on SEN League. Enjoy Sunday, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot.